0: Welcome back. We have Lowell Ponte here. Lowell is one of my favorite uh, guests. He is so brilliant and has uh, got such a good radio voice and analysis of the object of financial and other issues. He's actually a science writer and a, a financial writer and uh, very adaptable. I guess he works with his colleague, billionaire Craig R. Smith. Uh, Lowell, your latest book, which is available and it's free if people just contact you, which, which is really neat about what you're doing is you provide free information to people to, to prep them into a future that's coming, whether people like it or not. Money, Morality, and the Machine, and of course there's a longer subtitle to that, 800 uh, 630 is the phone number. And if you call them, just leave your message and your phone number. They'll call you back and they'll give you the, either the e-book or the solid physical book without any shipping charges because you provide even the shipping. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Hello, Lowell. I, I did hear you're connected, so I know you're there. Ah, okay. Um,
1: here we go.
0: Ah, Lowell, are you there? There, I can hear you now saying, here we go. Hello, Lowell. There, I can hear you. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, I did a big intro for you. Can you tell us about uh, uh, Money, Morality, and the Machine, and your book, and how people can obtain it? I gave the 800 number already. Now, why are, are you and Craig offering this book free? I mean, it's such a great public service to provide this information to the public because, uh, you know, March 11th we reach our debt ceiling. They have to vote after they get Obamacare ruin, you know, ruination gone and replaced with some version that's going to work with both the Senate and Congress and lower premium costs and improve competition. And as we talked about yesterday in Hour 3 with Dr. Ron Klatsch in the Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, the options of functional medicine allow people to start intervening in their health so they actually reverse aging and disease and organ dysfunction. But it all comes down to personal responsibility. What you're showing here is people need to be personally responsible for their financial future because bad things are going to happen in a very relatively near future, and if they're not aware of them, they're still going to bite them. And uh, money and morality in the machine, and, you, and some of the parts I'm sure are quite funny as well as informative but they're funny in a kind of, I'm going to say, the Lowell Ponte way. How's that?
2: Oh, sure. Well, we're, we tried to explain, first I should say, why we do this uh, and why we just give the books away. The answer is Craig doesn't need money from selling the books. What we're trying to do is offer a kind of public service, giving people insight into what the government has really been like, the economy has really been like, how starting in nineteen thirteen you were gradually tricked into using completely phony money. Now, since then you've been the American people have been robbed of two hundred and twenty trillion dollars by money manipulation, that the dollar in your pocket today has about two pennies of the purchasing power of a nineteen thirteen dollar. Wow. And we're just trying to show you how all of these games have been played by the government. This is our seventh book. So it starts from an interesting point. It starts from Brexit in England, the decision of the British people voting to leave the European Union, when well, they discovered that the European Union was really conceived of as a huge anti democratic modern empire that would destroy the identity of nations who were members of it, that would, in effect, erase the borders of countries, make it possible for the EU to simply order a country. You will now accept uh, 100,000 refugees. You will not even be allowed to question where they're from or who they are. Um, And they will simply be allowed to move into your country and plug into your welfare system.
0: Yeah, Uh,
2: The British woke up one day to find that 63% of all their laws and regulations were being made not in London by their own elected representatives, but in Brussels. By the European Union's uh, bureaucracy, it was an attempt to create a philosopher king, socialist. We know better than you do, kind of system.
0: Wow! And it's uh, a uh, return to a, a, a scientific feudalism, I would call it. How's that?
2: Exactly. In fact, more than that, we found historians here who say that basically socialism has taken root only in the countries that were feudal that had serfdom. I mean, uh, it was a very careful selection by Friedrich Hayek to describe his book as the road to serfdom. The only difference is serfs are a lot better, were a lot better off than we are today. Right. The average serf only paid 10% of his livelihood uh, in, uh, in the money to the feudal lord. We pay much, much more than that. In fact, nobody mm. even knows how much tax you pay because right. so much of your tax is indirect or hidden in the form of inflation, the dollars you earn being devalued so government can print money. In form in the form of invisible taxes like that going down the chain of everything you buy. So for example, about half the cost of a new car is actually hidden taxes.
0: Wow. And of course you have tax on taxes, you have an income tax, then you know, that money you already pay tax on. You have to buy gasoline it has a tax food that has a tax. Uh, in, in other words, there's taxes inside taxes. And even Obamacare was a tax inside a tax. And yeah,
2: in the where you live, California, for example, you file a Schedule A with your income tax, and it will give you a choice. Do you want to deduct your state income tax, or do you want to deduct your state sales tax? You can take one but not the other. And that's rather interesting given that uh, in California you pay both. Right. So, in effect, you pay tax on at least one of those directly as if it were just part of your income, not something going to the government.
0: Well, that's because it's uh, a nanny state. That's why 45% of all the welfare people in America, it was 324 million, are in a state of less than 40 million, probably 38 million. So, that means that we have 45% of the welfare victims. And they're victimizing the, the lower, middle, and upper middle class. Uh, and of course, the wealthy are getting away because they can invest around the world in various tax schemes and corporations. And uh, the lower classes, in a sense, are bearing this tremendous burden that means that innovation, which comes out of the small garage and small corporations, small business, are being crushed by this nanny state idea in crazy places like California.
2: Well, the governments, uh, the high-tax governments of Europe, the United States, and so on, I have been now in the process of snuffing out tax havens around the world so that nobody can compete with them by undercutting the taxes they charge. The U.S. has implemented a thing called FATCA, which is a, uh, a series of tax treaties with, I want to say, at least 77 countries now. So that if you have a bank account in one of those countries, like Switzerland, you are the, the country and the bank are required to turn that information over to the Internal Revenue Service. Wow. If they don't, then the IRS and our world banks will do all kinds of terrible things to them. Mm. And so, gradually, we are, as, as the <clears> progressives <throat> like to say, becoming one world. And in the process, we're becoming a very oppressive
0: How about one? Instead of calling it one world, why don't we call it one cage? We're all gerbils in one cage.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting you say gerbils. Uh, For example, what's a kind of private cage that you're in now? You know those ads that are all over television telling you now, for a very reasonable fee, you can find out where you came from, what your genetic ancestry really is. And of course, that's something interesting. What they don't tell you is that what you're going to be paying for is turning over your DNA to companies that in their contracts say they own the DNA, not necessarily for purposes of of medical uh, use, taking one of your cells and then declaring it their property, but they claim the right to sell your genetic information to anyone who will pay the money for it. And as you know perfectly well, there are a lot of people who will pay so when you, uh, pay a hundred bucks to have your DNA looked at for whatever reason, you're paying a company that is also going to sell your DNA information to hundreds of other companies.
0: So if they have your uh, DNA and your wellness history, cause they want to coordinate this with all these protocols, they can sell to a drug company. They can say, well, look, we're going to target this group of people with this G, these gene complexes, say predisposition to depression, alcoholism, diabetes, kidney failure, or, you know, uh. Some illness, and then they can say, "Well, we're going to create a targeted drug or treatment that we're going to, you know, sell for billions of dollars to the public down the road based on this uh, genetic abnormality tied to the specific illness." That's a, that's pretty. That's kind of a, an evil use of your data, isn't it?
2: Well, I mean, they will. T- some of them will tell you that your data is sent anonymously to these outlets, but of course, it's sent coded in such a way that today it's not very hard to decipher that and to figure out who you are.
0: Well, one of the things that I found out when I went to Building 10 at Oak Ridge National Labs in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, who was working with Afrometrics and with the Virtual World Project at Shreve Air Force Base, is they built what was called a DNA biochip, and I've actually seen it in operation with a laptop. And they use endonucleases to actually determine who you are, and they actually generated a series of numbers that would determine your HLA availability okay, type for transplantation, your major minor blood group antigens, and also the primary genetic SNP codes that could determine who you were racially or otherwise. And this actually sets of codes was actually put in, believe it or not, and <laughs> this is how sneaky and nasty they were, they had sets of numbers of 666. So by knowing this set of codes, they can know which organs they can transplant for you, what blood group you were, and what your genetic heritage was. Weird, hey?
2: How, how interesting that you mention that number at a time when we've just been learning that the Internal Revenue Service with uh, Obama appointees still largely run, running it uh, cleared a tax exemption for a Satan club spreading across the United States uh, Satan became tax exempt in less than 10 days while it's mm-hmm. taking Republican and, uh, and other conservative organizations Years, even decades, to get a tax exemption.
0: Well, you know, if you you actually listen to reverse speech, which we do, and we have our experts on from Australia, that uh, that when he said yes, we can, if you actually play it in reverse, he says, "Thank you, Satan. Thank you, Satan." And if you don't think that Obama is a slithering, nasty piece of human garbage, you have to understand where he's coming from and what he's done. He's a genius at deconstructing America and laying the the trap for turning America into just another part of the New World Order, and being the primary engine to enforce not only the virtual world project and the mark of the beast and the chipping of all the United States and foreign citizens. That's why these giant databases, like in Utah, use up so much water that they're actually causing water crises. So you have to understand this is where we're headed. That's why we need real currency like gold and silver coins, like uh, carrot bars, like means of exchange that are going to be aside from the fractional reserve currency. So when you write these books, you're literally telling people, take personal responsibility, don't trust the state or the banking system because they're ultimately trying to trap you. They want to trap you in their matrix just like they're the spider and you're the fly. Uh, do you have any funny analogies that are in the book, uh, money uh, and, uh, you know, what's called? Money, money. More machine. Yeah, and the machine, yeah. Can you tell us more about money, morality, and the machine? And the morality, by the way, is out the window. They'll try to pretend when Christine Lagarde from uh, the IMF says they want to move to the SDR, which you sarcastically said a few shows ago, is save David Rockefeller. And on the other hand, we've got uh, Yellen, who's yelling for more uh, interest rate hikes when she didn't do any in eight years with Obama, but there's two already in the first two months of, of the Trump administration of a quarter percent increase. At the same time, that percent interest rate goes to the Fed Reserve which is neither federal nor reserve it's just it's bizarre isn't it
2: Oh indeed but more than that the they have said now they may have four rate increases this year not three Wow and they're not necessarily all going to be that limited even the New York Times has grimly acknowledged or happily acknowledged that as one of the last holdovers of great in a controlling a great power institution the Fed, uh, from the left, from Obama, uh, Janet Yellen, who is also a professor at the University of California, Berkeley, uh-huh. uh, and fits in very nicely there, too, uh, what their policy is, is if Trump is able to generate 4% growth and the Fed is able to generate 4% inflation, they can pretty much offset the growth.
0: They can do a whole lot to stifle well, Of course they can. That's the whole idea. Is That's what they want to do is stifle it. See, they don't want to see a growth where people acquire and actually get interest in bank notes. They want negative interest in banks so your money actually disappears. So you can loan $100,000 and in five years you owe 90. It's crazy, isn't
2: it? And there are actually people who will blame Trump for everything suddenly becoming more expensive, but technically that is not what inflation is. As uh, the late Nobel laureate Milton Friedman put it, uh, inflation is always, without exception, uh, a cause of the government, a result of the government overprinting money. Right. You know, if, the, if the economy grows by one percent and the government increases the money supply by one percent, there probably won't be any inflation.
0: Now, what but, about the, What about this? What about quantitating? the real value in an economy was some kind of numerical formula. Has anybody ever said, well, if we were going to quantitate the infrastructure, the intellectual property, the the capacity to create new products and so on, have they ever actually worked out a formula to calculate what the real economy is, which is both physical, structural, but also creative creative, and also resource-based? Uh, have they done oh, that oh, to actually oh. look at America and say, hey, this is how so much money, you guys are worth because... The first thing I think they should have done, which we talked about with Harley Schlanger earlier today, was the uh, getting rid of Dodd-Frank and putting in the Glass-Steagall. Second is to disconnect from the Federal Reserve System after the dollar is backed by gold. And the third is to make trade treaties with other nations where their currency has to be locked onto an exchange with us so they can't fiddle a currency or change the trade, uh, what's called border tax, that kills our products coming into their countries. Uh, you know, Trump wants fair trade, not not free trade. And he wants to make sure everybody win-wins. The Chinese have played a very dirty game, along with the globalists, to screw America. So 70,000 factories in 30 years have left America since Nixon. And I think this scheme has to be over with Trump or America's finished.
2: Well, Indeed. And, and part of the, uh, you ask, have they ever worked out such a calculation? They have made attempts at it, obviously, because the more value they can ascribe to America in general, the more money they can borrow, the more money they can justify printing.
0: Well, I don't know if they need to borrow it. I think what happens if you have gold, uh, you don't have to borrow money. That's one of the things that's bizarre to me. Is like, why do we have pixie dust from the Fed Reserve? Like, U.S. Printing Office prints money. They send it over to the Fed. The Fed then puts pixie dust on it and calls it real money now. comes back with a Fed stamp on it and says, now you're real money. And we owe interest to this Fed Reserve System that's already neither Fed nor Reserve, where only one bank in the Fed Reserve System in America is actually on the voting board, which is a bank in New York that has 45% of the world's gold bullion in their underground vaults with their own private army. To me, this whole system is you know, almost sounds like the trilogy of the rings. It's so bizarre it's like almost like a a, a child's nightmarish, uh, you know, movie. It's like yeah,
2: you're you're, is, you're essentially correct. What the Fed does, the way they create money, is they just sit down one day at a ledger, and they write, "We have an additional, you know, trillion dollars," and that by saying that, they make it so. Right. Uh, who, that John Kenneth Galbraith famously said he used to be the uh, czar of the United States because he determined what could be done economically in the country during World War II. But this Canadian economist uh, said the creation of money is done in such a simple manner that the mind is revolted or revolted." <laughs> And, and he's absolutely right. Well, just, it, uh, the, I would add to, uh,
0: one little term to that, revulsion incredulity. In other words, it's so simple that the average mind can't grasp it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it is like an act of magic. It is an act of conjuring, literally, that causes uh, dollar bills to fall from the thin air. It is, it is literally money unbacked by anything. But, of course, the way they value American citizens is that, after all, the government considers us de facto slaves.
0: Well, do you know yeah. that you heard about seed yeah, Corporation? The how they take your the... birth certificate and they actually proxy it through seed corporations, or so anybody who was not only born here, but becomes a citizen. Their citizenship actually is a proxy against the debt. Believe it or not.
2: Oh, and companies will often make out insurance policies on your life that you don't even know about.
0: is Isn't that crazy? Well, it's whoa so weird it's like a nightmare back in a minute with Lowell
3: PatriotPrepared.com carries the leading brands of storable food from Numana, Legacy, and Heaven's Harvest. Patriot Prepared, our name says it all. We're dedicated to empowering you to be self-reliant and confident in any circumstance. Whether you want to be prepared in the event of an emergency or you're an outdoor sports enthusiast, PatriotPrepared.com has prepackaged meals and kits for your entire family. Legacy, Heaven's Harvest, and Numana are known for high-quality, great-tasting GMO food free nutritious food with no chemical preservatives simple to prepare easy to store gluten-free and organic high quality nutrition options with a 25 year shelf life you can't beat the feeling of being food secure when you need it most so go to patriotprepared.com right now to pick up your supply of high quality storable food for your family because it makes good sense to be prepared that's patriotprepared.com
4: End time is not what you thought.
5: In their new book, 122436, authors Mike and Cheryl Gilmore bring forth a startling new idea on the beginning of humankind, how life begins on Earth and when our Creator concludes this age. In the book, 122436, three small groups of individuals, separated by thousands of miles, discover together the answers to the beginning of our universe and all the life it contains. Mike Gilmore is the author of five Levels of Power novels and the SLED Investigation series, Cheryl Gilmore is current state director, director in South Carolina for MUFON and brings a lifetime of experience with UFOs and related fields. As a team, their new book about life in the near future on Earth sets aside most people's religious and scientific beliefs. Available exclusively on Amazon and Softback for $8.99 or the ebook price for only $2.99. Remember, Amazon Softback $8.99, e only $2.99. 12-24-36. Get your copy today.
0: Welcome back. And so, uh, Lowell, uh, with your erudite speech in this book, um, people can actually start to access information that's going to tell them what's really going on, which is, in many ways, is uh, if it wasn't real, it might actually be funny, but it's kind of scary. This kind of foolishness is going on. And that, in fact, the demolition of the World Trade Center towers and the Alpha P. Murr building is happening step by step, since especially 9-11, to the economy. In fact, the first stage of World War III is an economic phase like every war, the banker war since Napoleonic times. And um, people should understand that the <coughs> the Rothschild manipulation of the currency market since the Napoleonic Wars and their own intel has been happening. And this economic phase right now is, is marching us step by step toward an economic catastrophe which is being engineered to move us to a cashless system and also move us toward a war footing that will create a level of destruction where the, the, the greatest engine for creating new wealth and power and control is warfare. But that's a long-stage set of decades-long economic uh, issues that are going on, like our current debt crisis. We reached the debt ceiling on March 11th. After the fight to get the Obamacare replaced, we have to get the due budget in, and they have to vote on improving the debt ceiling, or June 1st, we basically can't fill any of our needs, and the government basically uh, goes bankrupt. People need to know that's a real situation, don't they?
2: Oh, they do indeed. Now, it's interesting because what is collateral for the government, what they can always keep from going bankrupt themselves on, is their claim that they can tax us to pay for it. But according to new data from the CDC... Uh, the U.S. fertility rate is now at its lowest point since records began in 1909 so we are having fewer and fewer humans here, marriage is down by more than 40% in the society Right. Uh, uh, it's a rather grim picture could I read an inspired quote or two, just to give us that sense of scripture these are from Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged. this is also in our book Money, Morality and the Machine Whenever destroyers appear among men, they start by destroying money, for money is man's protection and base of a moral existence. Destroyers seize gold and leave to its owners a counterfeit pile of paper, which, of course, then they devalue. This kills all objective standards and delivers man into the arbitrary power of an arbitrary setter of values. Elsewhere, we find this. Money is the barometer of a society's virtue. When you see that trading is done not by consent, but by compulsion. When you see that in order to produce, you need to obtain permission from men who produce nothing. When you see that money is flowing to those who deal not in goods, but in favors. When you see that men get richer by graft and by pull than by work, and your laws don't protect you against them but protect them against you. When you see corruption being rewarded and honesty becoming a self-sacrifice, you may know that your society is doomed.
0: That sounds like a prescription for analysis for our day.
2: It does, doesn't it? And yet she wrote this back in, was it the early 50s? Right. Mid-1950s. She saw all of this coming. And 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 by the
0: way, this is the basis for the name for Rand Paul. Rand Paul was named by his father Ron Paul specifically because of the book Ayn Rand and if you read what he said in the past you realize he saw the writing on the wall which is why the libertarian movement rose up because he knew that the current policies of governments to elect themselves with future debt and to destroy money was the basis of our politic in the West isn't it
2: yes by the way now from my press release out yesterday uh, I do these every week uh, California's 2017 record rains nearly washed away the state's tallest dam, threatening 200,000 people downstream near this place that is called Oroville. You know what Oroville means? Oro is the Spanish word for gold. Right. And this name was given 163 years ago prospectors rushed here from all over the world following news in 1849's huge gold strike in northern california soon to become america's golden state california uh guess what this year's rains have done they not only threatened the dam they not only ended california's drought but they also washed open millions of veins of gold that the 49ers never found
0: oh you're kidding
2: Oh, yes, you go to streams in Northern California even now, and you will find them awash with flakes and nuggets of gold for the taking.
0: Is that ever now, interesting? Now, now, to our We're on break now. We're on break now. Visit
2: our website by going to RepublicBroadcasting.org.
6: It's time for you to have your own custom smartphone app for your business and pay way less than you can imagine. Introducing the I Can Get To Silent Salesman Mobile Marketing App, a global mobile marketing and communication tool for your business. Go to appsapart.com and learn how you could earn up to $36,351 or more per month just by inviting two people or less into a $14.95 per month program. Go to appsapart.com and be sure to watch the video at the top of the site and listen to the audio message from the CEO near the bottom.
7: Would odors, mold, and mildew describe your basement or crawl space? It doesn't have to be that way. Transform them into a fresh, healthy, usable one with the technologically advanced wave moisture control units. The computerized operation maximizes moisture control and also expels harmful radon, combustion gases, and numerous other pollutants. Dehumidifiers are old technology that do nothing for air quality and waste energy. Wave units are intelligent, self-monitoring, do not need maintenance, and will save you hundreds in electricity. Wave units are still running effectively effectively over 15 years they've been tested and installed in public and military housing and by property managers nationwide buy a unit now and if your home is not fresher and drier you can return it for a full refund for up to 12 months what have you got to lose call now one 1888618wave 1888618wave or visit mydryhome.com that's mydryhome.com wave home
3: solutions for a healthy comfortable home PatriotPrepared.com carries the leading brands of storable food from Numana, Legacy, and Heaven's Harvest. Patriot Prepared, our name says it all. We're dedicated to empowering you to be self-reliant and confident in any circumstance. Whether you want to be prepared in the event of an emergency or you're an outdoor sports enthusiast, PatriotPrepared.com has prepackaged meals and kits for your entire family. Legacy, Heaven's Harvest, and Numana are known for high-quality, great-tasting G. GMO-free, nutritious food with no chemical preservatives. Simple to prepare, easy to store, gluten-free and organic high-quality nutrition options with a 25-year shelf life. You can't beat the feeling of being food secure when you need it most. So go to PatriotPrepared.com right now to pick up your supply of high-quality, storable food for your family because it makes good sense to be prepared. That's PatriotPrepared.com
8: right
0: and welcome back and uh, after the show today by the way i'm going to do a uh, a live stream simulcast video and i'm going to include not only the show content today but we're also going to talk about wellness protocols or specials and are coming uh super special is going to come up over over uh passover starting on the 7th of april going right through to the to the 11th which is passover day itself so uh mike in kentucky we have a question about t-bills and t-bill crash that's coming uh what's your statement and what do you think uh, may happen in the timeline may perhaps uh jo- low that you can actually calculate this likely to happen because i think this year is going to be a year of economic chaos i don't think it's going to be an easy ride for trump or anybody on the planet
2: well, the government puts its debt out in the form of T-bills and other uh, mechanisms, whether it's treasury bonds or what have you. Uh, and countries like China buy a trillion dollars worth of them. You know. Uh, so they are basically also backed by the good faith and credit of the U.S. government, plus the fact that they're like slaves by the government and knows it can
1: squeeze wealth
0: out of us. Right, exactly. So, uh, Mike, what's your comment? Go ahead.
1: Oh, well, yeah, full faith and credit of the people is what I understand it, the phrase to mean, but the China foreign exchange reserves is now down below uh, its um, 2010, uh, mid-2011 levels. And uh, according to Wolf Street, um, since about 2014, it looks like they've been trying to prop it up and then just, just plummeted uh, throughout 2015 and 2016 the net foreign transactions of U.S. treasuries by official institutions and it just, you know, just took a nosedive uh, down like 35 points from the average. And so uh, that that was up on Wall Street just February the 9th. Uh, It's my understanding that the uh, currency is basically loaned into circulation by ordering up these treasury bills and government prints them and then they get sold on the open market and that's supposed to be what backs uh, the currency is the monetized debt, and the idea that, that the monetized debt is going to get paid off when they come due, but if nobody's buying them...
7: You, you, know who
2: hold, you know who holds $4.5 trillion of that
1: debt? The Fed the itself. Reserve itself. Yeah, the yeah, Fed itself. just puts it in the vault, <laughs> Be, isn't and that the that what Janet Yellen, that, Yellen, that the government you know has Jan- a good deal of trouble selling it. Isn't that what Janet Yellen called helicopter money? Money. Just uh, and, and, and before and before her, uh, Milton
2: Friedman called it that, and after that, Ben Bernanke, the head of the Fed before Janet Yellen, called it helicopter money, which is kind of funny because recently uh, the government of India decided it was going to draw in and declare worthless almost point blank uh, two of its largest circulating bills of currency, the five hundred and thousand. Uh, rupee notes in which about 86% of all transactions happen in India uh, and it was going to replace them with a new pair of rupee notes although in smaller quantity uh, and put them all through banks meaning that you could no longer just get your money on the black market uh, or or get it by operating off the books you would have to uh, basically get it through the banks themselves
1: and money
2: again being traced—that's a major thing they want by by taking us in the direction of cashlessness. But what I what brings that to mind is in India, the problem is the new notes were a little bit bigger than the old notes, and so they tried to put them in ATM machines, and they jammed the ATM machines. Oh no! <laughs> and they were very <laughs> short of the notes for all the demand there was to get the new money and replace the old money, and as a result. Uh, the government was using its own air force to move money around the country. The government was literally using helicopter money to carry uh, out, out to the farmland, where three-quarters of Indians still live, uh, these large new notes.
0: Uh, I think that's a, is, is an asinine approach to the idea of trying to control the population with cyber money, where they not only are tracking your geolocation, but also transactions and what you do. So you won't be able to give your son, say, 20 bucks. You have to transfer it as an electronic transfer fund where the government takes a snippet and not only controls where the money goes but also creates a data trail of who you are in terms of your transactions and even where you do the transactions, your geolocation when you do them. It's really
2: uh, very only, scary. Not only a trail, but you remember the book of Revelation saying the mark of the beast. Uh, only those who had the mark of the beast could buy and sell The government, theoretically, has the ability in a cashless society to say, oh, I don't like Dr. Bill Deagle. I'm going to turn off his ability to engage in transactions.
0: Yeah, they turn off your SIM or your node in the Virtual World Project. They literally called it the node from Promise Software. And what people need to understand is that it says also in the book of the Bible that at the time of the end, even your gold will canker. By cankering it means it becomes the illegal tender. And if you look at, per, at what's called Patriot Act 1, there's provisions there that can be activated that make gold and any other form of currency they don't like. As the illegal tender and only cyber currency into their supercomputers is actually legal.
1: Silver that's has r- become dross, I think is the scripture you're referring to. Your silver will become dross. and be right, which may,
0: right, exactly. And so the, the, the real point is people have to understand... We've already why had we wanna, that happen, though. Haven't we ever well, had happen?
1: Our silver was taken away in 1965. And right, but when you, like a, when you have things
0: like when have things like carrot bar cash, it's actually a currency, and it can actually stand a separate from and even be cybernetically, if we have our own peer-to-peer networks, we can have our own computer networks and the dark Internet where the government or NSA can't track. And this is what freaks them out because it's been discovered, and we talked about this on the show many times, that the NSA is based on the idea that they can do what's called encryption based on prime numbers. And prime number encryption can be broken. Non-prime number encryption is completely impossible to break. And they're freaked out by it because they want want cybernetic omniscience. And they want a cyber-omniscient currency to control the population of Earth so they don't have to print money anymore, but they have totally control of you. So they know what you buy and sell, what you talk about, and whether you exist or can buy fruit or food or insurance or anything. They want to basically press alt-delete and you don't exist anymore.
1: I think all politics is local things should be applied, and we should start getting with our local chambers of commerce or groups of businesses that are uh, savvy enough to get it and start our own uh, coupon script, because that's essentially what we have is just a coupon script. Uh, Old Tennessee Ernie Ford's uh, company store was just nationalized, and so we could go back to a decentralized local situation where there's no boss hogs that can crop up because it would be you know, more than one clearinghouse, more than
0: well, one... Well, it, it's, uh, it's one thing to have a script, but you, that's why I like the carrot bars thing, because ultimately yeah. you don't have something that's that's solid that's actually a traveling vault, or carrot currency, or the K exchange on a peer-to-peer encrypted network that's not prime number. You see, what really we have is the deep state is just the cyber agencies. The deep state, it was conceived initially in Nazi Germany in the 1930s, but it was finished by George Bush Sr. in 1982 called Project Omega. That's why I wouldn't see GCHQ doing spying and trying to deny it now that they're spying on Donald Trump. The fact is, these agencies like Canadian Security let's say spying on the British and the British spying on the Brazilians, etc., this is standard operational procedure for a century. So it's nothing new. This is, this is what's been going on for a century, and it was literally exported from Germany to the OSI in America and became the CIA, and later the NSA. These agencies are basically following a script that was set up by specific Masonic orders in Germany, Nazi Germany, and we transplanted it to America along with the space program. So people need to start grasping that what the Bible says is true. We, adopt, is. we
2: adopted their gun control laws, too, from Nazi Germany.
1: Right. Well, the, the last straw might be uh, open worship of the beast, because that's one of the big components of in the book Revelation is that they worship the beast and of course they receive this whatever market may be well, I, I got,
0: what, what do you think is the worship what do you think, there' are three, two or three component points of uh, the worship would well, make you tithing.
1: tithing and the first fruits of all your labor going to this god is uh, is already been happening since the victory tax of World War II so. yeah,
0: I, don't I don't think it's a tax I think what the, the, the first thing is, well you got to know that the rapture is taking evil out, if you read the Aramaic Bible it says where <laughs> yeah. the body is where the body is, there is the, you know, the, the, the you want to call the vulture. Well,
1: I've tried so, to point that out with the wheat and the tares. The first thing you do is gather the tares and bundle them to be burned. Exactly. And, and now, but
0: here here's the here's the components of the of the worship that's so evil. The first is you worship a global religion that doesn't believe you can have a relationship with God, but you have a, a pseudo religion, I call realized, going on as a substitute for relationship with the Creator God and with each other. That's number one. Number two, you've got to worship that they're, Gaia version of worshipping planet Gaia, that whatever their version of environmentalism or planetary control of the climate and economy, there's a carrying capacity of the planet. So control of the human species in terms of reproduction. So they want to make regular reproduction illegal because within two generations, human beings won't be able to reproduce anyway. Our environmental society has already talked about that. We haven't fixed Fukushima. At the rate we're going, human beings will be basically functionally sterile or create inferior human beings offspring unless they're in a laboratory so they want to outlaw human reproduction so that eventually the state becomes a mama and daddy and they may even eliminate specific gene complexes that cause them to be likely to be resistant to state control, they can do that Well,
2: New York is again moving to make chimps legally declared as persons, Uh, the European Union has already moved to make robots electronic persons, why? because then they become taxable
0: yeah, but yeah. what what do they do when when you create cyber intelligence? And I know I disagree with. Uh, You're going the, to create the,
2: hybrids that are part computer and part human, so. right? And they've already
0: prophesied this 12 years ago. With you know, if yeah. you look at, at at some of these guys that run, you know, uh, you know Jeff Bezos and these other characters, they all plan on having human cybernetic intelligence hybrids within 12 years. We're not talking about decades away. We're talking about a decade. Okay, and if people think it's impossible. I got recruited in 1977 to work at UCLA uh, at the VA hospital with Dr. Wallace Tortelot in the World MS Tissue Brain Repository, the World MS, uh, you know, basically repository of all brain tissue for people with MS, but also electron microscopy and immunology lab, but they wanted me to work on a DARPA project. He had a mock-up of a squid helmet, which is liquid-cooled, a megatronic helmet for flying an F-14 fighter with thought on command to fly and fire off ordinances by thought. And they move from a squid liquid nitrogen-cooled helmet to a, a what's called a magnetronic helmet it's the size of a regular helmet. In fact, the new chip that I have coming this week, which is an MD Athlon 1800, is the first chip commercially they give you a halo, and you can actually control the chip with a halo on your own head with your thought. That would, I will have that by the end of this week. So people need to start understanding that what I know about technology and what I've seen firsthand, they had four decades ago. Okay, so and,
2: and and of course, the way the mark of the beast will probably work in its crude form is by having a computer chip injected under your skin somewhere.
0: They actually don't need to do that. I'll tell you what they what they need to do. It makes it really simple. Uh, and I and I try to be sarcastic about this. The mark of the beast can be something as simple as a national Velcro law, that you have to have your cell phone attached to your cell phone attached uh, to some body part or near you geolocations, and number two. Remember uh, what they've talked about is a big replacement for the cell phone, which uh, large, uh, which the uh, iPhone company and others are now going to inv- are investing in, and this replacement is a cybernetic conversion of brainwave patterns directly to onboard commands, so you can actually see it on your computer screen and control it. This Halo chip, which is the MD Athlon uh, chip, which is coming out uh, a month and a half ago, when I got the third batch of the chips, actually, which is the fastest processing chip so i can do more cybernetic you know so the only safety
2: would be to have almost no brain at all
0: well no the point the point that they want to do is they want to interface you and eventually and this is something like the movie uh, uh you know coma uh, they want to offer at some point in the future maybe later in the 21st century that they'll offer you the idea of of uh, basically unlimited lifespan racked up in a in a cybernetic laboratory connected to cyberspace and living literally in a cybernetic thought world that they create artificially, like a sim world, so you don't sit sick or die, and you're left in a suspended animation, like in a sense, like this movie, you know, coma. And people say, "Oh, well, they can't do that." I said, "Well, <laughs> I'm afraid that you know, unrestrained science with trillions of dollars can do almost anything. Like the Bible says, now they are in one place and of one tongue, nothing shall be restrained from their imagination. You know, we have godlike powers of creativity, and it can be used for good or evil." And if we listen to the dark side of humanity, which listens to the devil, we don't listen to God, which is the source of all good, and we do evil. And mankind is particularly capable of doing evil collectively at a level that we don't imagine is possible, but it's in our near future. You know, creating cyber humans is not a good thing. You know, I think
1: we also have the capacity, uh, just like uh, at Nineveh, you know, when finally uh, Jonah delivered his message they repented and their the wrath was uh, turned away but uh, one final thing on this uh, i've seen you know in the last 25 years i think it's happened three times in brazil their currency collapsed and even though it's against the law people did their own local flea market scripts it's like a ball of jelly and if you tighter you squeeze that in your hand, the more it's going to slip, slip through your th- fingers. And I don't think they've got the capacity to control the entire world. It's all a perception management game.
0: Exactly. In confidence. fact, this is, one of, this is one of the things that would happen. The reason why the bankers can't really totally collapse the currency right off the bat is if they did. They'd have 2,000 in what's called city-states, where you'd yeah. have you know a city of Los Angeles with a, a warlord over it or a city of San Diego. That's and depicted the same in way, uh,
1: *Demolition Man*, the movie *Demolition Man* depicts that, and everybody's got a chip in their hand; and they can't do anything without
0: it. Right, and and, and now, people think, and people don't understand this. By the way, you know, if you ever heard of what's called the patch that they give scientists to work for the deep state? They give you a patch. This is back in the seventies, and if you don't get your next patch in seventy-two hours, you die of a very violent death. Well, they replace uh, this with what's called a geolocating uh, cyber chip that has a lethal microdose in it that if they don't send a signal to this chip, if they send a signal to this chip at a specific time they want to terminate you, you die within seconds. They have these now and our scientists are deeply in the deep state. That's why you don't hear whistleblowers coming out, they're deeply involved with these projects, because you whistleblow once you'll not be whistling anything after that. <laughs> okay, so people say, all well, this can't happen, the eagle's not full of it. No, I'm not full of it actually. I've, t- I've released more classified information than Snowden or anybody else in the so-called WikiLeaks. They're just repeating in World Vault 7 what I got persecuted for in Colorado by the state medical board because it wasn't because I was traveling with a prophecy club and I uh, got fired by Reserve Admiral John Uses because the Superfund site in, De- in Rocky Flats was releasing radiation to the North Platte River. And our team of NOVA, they found out they freaked out or that the information I was releasing in Prophecy Club was basically called Iridium, Mark of the Beast. I was talking about my travel to Affymetrix in Chicago near Oak Ridge National Labs and the Chandler, Arizona, uh, Lower Orbit Satellite System called Iridium and underground at the Shriver Air Force Base at the Virtual World Project walking through the quantum Cray array of the supercomputer node for the actual Mark of the Beast. So when I said this stuff, they thought, oh, you better see a psychiatrist for five years, Deagle, because they wanted to make me crazy, but I was releasing classified information, and now Vault 7 is releasing precisely what I've been saying, that the CIA and the NSA, for example, all these social media that come out, Facebook, Twitter, etc., they're all just arms of the NSA. Many of them have even conjoint land where their buildings are smacked beside the NSA offices. Okay? so That's one of the things I
1: think they, the standard operating procedure, you can tell somebody's credible if they try to label them as crazy like
0: they did Russell Tide. Exactly. And the reason why I'm alive is they know I can dump a, a vault of information a lot bigger than vault 7 on these maniacs and I'm not afraid to die until the last mitochondria leaves my if my oxygen leaves my mitochondria, I'm gonna tell the truth whether they like it or not. I'm fearless.
9: even promote stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's new today at 888 or visit us online at NutriMedical.com.
10: Corporate media dominates the American opinion.
0: So, um, Lowell, you know, people say uh, when you tell the truth, and, of course, one of the primary things they're going to label you as crazy. Like, you know, uh, I'm sure they try to label the WikiLeaks people and Julian Assange or anybody that tells crazy. For example, we now know that the guy that actually released the DNC information was uh, Mr. Rich. And Mr. Rich, as they said yesterday when we had Jim Fetcher on, he got three bullets in the back for releasing this information to a British agent that gave it to his friend Julian Assange. Nobody's disputing that the facts of the emails were correct, but they were released not by a Russian hacker. Which, by the way, when they put these fingerprints at in Vault Seven, these fingerprints were actually a stock and trade of the CIA to put fingerprints indicating it was foreign power because they've hacked in and got all these cyber technologies from every other nation, so they can even leave fingerprints. It's from another power that actually did this, and when you know anybody that has two clues needs to know. You won't leave your fingerprints if you're a, a first state power like Russia that you actually hacked in and got this information and passed it over to somebody else. You want it to be anonymous. So, uh, you know, when people get your book, how do they get it again? Let's get the information over. Oh,
2: funny but, morality in the machine you can get. just And then this is absolutely postpaid everything. It will not cost you a penny. 1-800-630-1492. Like when Columbus sailed the ocean blue, 800-630-1492. Uh, no, I, I, I think we're due for a jaga
0: game in the economy this year. When you hear Janet yelling, and you just mentioned this, something I didn't know, that we're going to go from three ups to four ups in terms of the interest rate, they want to stifle any economic advances that Trump makes, which means they want to paralyze him. Uh, when I saw a shift yesterday from the Intel Committee from the Democrat stringing together a bunch of ridiculous statements to try to look, like he could paint a case that we need a Warren-type commission to paralyze the Trump government and eventually impeach him, I'm realizing that the, the deep state and the intel agencies and the globalists, they'll stop at nothing to enslave the population of Earth. They'll stop at nothing. Sure.
2: Here, here's a minor observation. As I told you, there's all this gold that's washed loose in California again. Why are these streams and so on of Northern California not swarming with people getting it? Why why are they not there like the 49ers already? This, to me, seems a rather major question, because there really is such a thing, unlike Barack Obama's belief, as American exceptionalism. And it is genetically based. That is, we apparently have, those of us whose ancestors chose to come here, a unique gene that is restless, seeking, wants freedom, wants opportunity... Uh, that is more driven than other people. Only about 2% of people in human history have ever left the country of their ancestors. But almost all Americans left the country of their
0: ancestors. And, and by the way, there's specific genes, and I've actually been doing some research on this, and I'll come in and do it on another show. But uh, it doesn't matter what nationality, you can be from India, China, wherever, you'll discover that these people have a unique complex of genes that makes them explorers like Vikings, or Chinese explorers, or people that worked the Silk Trail, like my great-grandfather, who's actually a Basha, he owned a primary caravan that went from Damascus, Syria, to China twice a year with my great-grandmother. So you have to understand, America's exceptional because the people that came here were exceptional. It wasn't just J- J1C visa. Yeah, self-activated, creative, willing to challenge, willing to be uncomfortable with new circumstances, willing so to challenge...
1: the regimes that
0: nobody is out digging for the gold now? I think they're 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 going to move from the state of paralysis when they see things start to really happen. That they're going to start changing. You're going to see that with Trump. You know the the final stage, as Greg Gutfeld says, after you start screaming like that lady at the at the inaugural address and she was screaming, is joining. They're just going to join and realize, hey, why am I doing this? I'm losing my voice. I'm feeling upset. I'm gaining or losing weight. Why don't I just become? part of the Trump team.
2: Oh, and speaking of gold, something very strange happens on March 31st. We'll talk about that next time.
0: Absolutely.
3: Listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.